podcasts from the cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. So I'm at the Malbank School tonight and um, with Prue Leith, who's actually launching her new book. Prue, welcome to Nantwich. Thank you. People may know you from the Great British Bake Off, but your passion for cooking goes back far more than that. You came from South Africa to England many years ago. Yeah, but I didn't cook in South Africa. Right. Um, it wasn't until I got to Paris, to university, that I realised that food was a really serious subject and mm. that um, I ought to be a cook. Because up till then, I'd had a bash at the theatre at um, art school, at architecture school, and tried to do a BA, and I'd flunked out of the lot. <laughs> and then I went to Paris. I thought, well, I'm going to learn to be French, to speak French really well, and then I'll be an interpreter, or I'll work for the United Nations or something. And what happened was I fell in love with Bœuf Bourguignon. Uh-huh. And so I am... Um, so since then, I've been mad about cooking. Mad about cooking, indeed. So the Leith School of Food and Wine, that was... Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were also doing lunches as well, I believe. That was it. Yes, I started with... Um, I went to the Cordon Bleu, the cookery school, and when I left, <clears throat> and in fact, even before I'd finished, I had started to cook for people's dinners. I'd run around London with a basket of ingredients in one hand and a lot of knives in the other. And... Um, I did that for a long time, and that grew into a little company and started to employ first my friends. That was a disaster, by the way. <laughs> and then other people. And in the end, I had I'd employed 500 people in, that, in the catering wow. side. And that was actually, to be honest, that was what made the money. And that was the sort of engine of the... Then, then I thought, I have to have a restaurant. Actually, I'd always wanted a restaurant, but I couldn't afford it. But when I was 29, I opened Leith's restaurant. I'd never worked in a restaurant. <clears throat> I'd never... I really didn't know a thing about it. I just wanted to see people eat my food. That was my big ambition. Oh. And at first I was losing money, but in the end I started to make it. And um, that restaurant ended up with a Michelin star, which took a long time, like 25 years. <laughs> but we got there in the end. And in about 1974, I thought I can't get enough staff for the catering company and for the school so I thought I'd um, start school mm-hmm. so I did and the Leeds School of Food and Wine still going strong I was there last week and about a couple of years ago when they turned 40 they um, well it was four years ago five years ago when they Turn 40, I went to a big celebration because they'd just won best cookery school in Europe and I thought in your 40th year it's not bad is it so I'm quite proud of, proud of them and um, yeah that's it really You're listening to a podcast from the cat A, a different chapter in the uh, Prulith book because you're now working with your niece mm. Peter and a vegetarian cookbook Yeah, that's, that's I actually wrote a vegetarian cookbook 25 years ago um, when I, Bloomsbury were publishing my cookbooks, and I think it was about my eighth or ninth cookbook. And we had to call it contemporary cooking because the publisher said, if you have the word vegetarian in the title, you will not send, sell a single book. And that was really the attitude at the time. And chefs hated, chefs really hated their vegetarians. They thought they were sort of sandaled, freaky weirdos. And so it's changed hugely. So I wanted to get back into vegetarian food because I've always loved veggie food. 
I'm not a vegetarian. The trouble is, I love all food. Right. So, um, but I don't. I do think we underestimate vegetables, and I'm always saying to schools, for example, and hospitals, and everybody else, do more vegetarian food because it's much cheaper, it's much healthier, and once you know how to do it, it's just as rich, and you can make it taste just as satisfying and as. Um, Rich as um, anything. Well, you're not. I think the challenge with vegetarian people are trying to make it taste like meat or whatever. Why? I mean, if you just want it to be vegetarian, it's vegetarian. Exactly. But I think some of that may be because um, it's it's a step for some people. I mean, I agree with you. I don't want a fake burger, or I'd rather have a burger. Mm -hmm. Burger, have a burger. But. I, I do understand that if people want to move to vegetarian for ethical reasons or health reasons, but they really only like meat, then I suppose if you go and eat an impossible burger or whatever that other one's called, um, it might taste to you a little bit like meat and you may take that step and the next time you right. order it was vegetables, maybe I'll eat. I don't find it very attractive. Well, so you've written the book with Peter, yeah, who's a lifelong vegetarian. Yes, she, her mum became vegetarian when her elder brother was two, and she was pregnant with the second one. So the the next, the first one got in under the line, and he's been a carnivore all his life. But the three of them, the next three, including Peter, were brought up vegetarians, and um, so she's never willingly or um, never knowingly eaten meat or fish. Right. I mean, I bet you she has chicken stock in a soup that she didn't know about. But, you know. <laughs> um, and, I'm, and I think that's quite nice because she's a, a committed vegetarian and a top pastry chef. She was the pastry chef at, at, um, at the Ivy for seven years. And, I, and we were first talking about doing the baking, which is why I wanted her to come in because she's a better baker than I am, that's for sure. So the book, it says, Comfort Food for Vegetarians. That's an interesting term. Comfort food for vegetarians, well, what we didn't want was to talk to um, very sophisticated vegetarians who wanted posh food. We wanted really to appeal to people um, who just would quite like to have more vegetables or think about going vegetarian and could do with a bit of help to get there. And... um, yeah, so we just wanted to be very family, very simple, very uh, accessible, I think is the word. Mm-hmm. I think as well, with 100 recipes, I believe, in the book, mm-hmm. that also gives quite a diversity of food as well, because I think sometimes people think mushroom stroganoff, that's what you're going to get as a vegetarian. I know it's come a long way from there, but 100 recipes, that, that's quite an extensive well, that does, list. That does, in, it, that does include breads and puddings, which will be vegetarian anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it is a lot, and, and for some of them, it had been a revelation to me. For example, Peter um, said she wanted to put a falafel in there, and I said, I've never eaten a decent falafel in my life. So <laughs> dry and crumbly and tasteless and boring, and who wants one? Um, and she said, I'm going to make you a falafel with me. And it's delicious, absolutely delicious. So there are a few things I've never, I'd never cooked without eating, but I'd never cooked with paneer, you know, the Indian mm-hmm. cheese. And it's wonderful to cook with because it just absorbs all the flavours. There's a paneer curry in there that we're both very keen on. And I haven't cooked much with um, tofu. I have little. I, I've made, um, actually made curries with tofu, but she uses 
the silken tofu to make a chocolate mousse because she for a vegan chocolate mousse, not wanting to use eggs. And it's absolutely delicious. It is incredible, isn't it, what you can make? Mm-hmm. So the book is, is out now. You can get it from the Nantwich Bookshop. So uh, if you're into vegetarian cooking, then uh, maybe you'll... Uh, even if you're not. Even if you're if not. If you're not, if you just like good flavours and you're wanting new recipes, have a go, because I, I promise you, I quite often do a dinner party or a lunch party or something and just do it all vegetarian. Don't say anything to anyone. Nobody says at the end of the meal or you know, halfway through, where's the main course? <laughs> if it's good food, yeah, you just eat it. Yeah. I mean, we're sitting here eating pizza. It's all vegetarian. We're not going to miss the fact that we haven't got pepperoni on it. <laughs> <laughs> Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.